You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. That's what the prodigal wanted. And it's interesting, the prodigal, it was the younger son that said, give me my inheritance. And he went off and blew it all. But if you're a Christian now, listen, if you're a Christian, even when you're out from under mom and dad, you're not to be independent. Independence for the Christian, that's not biblical at all. Because God always has authority, godly authority, especially in the church. You always have pastors and elders, whether you're independent from mom or dad or not. Independence is something most children strive after at some point. This typically comes with a little rebellion, or sometimes great rebellion. As you grew up, you likely found that you desired freedom from rules as well. But is that idea really biblical? In today's message, Pastor Danny shares that it isn't. In fact, as a follower of Jesus, you're under authority all the time. God has authority over your life, and He's placed parents and church leaders over you as well to help guide you in your journey of faith. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2 with today's edition of The Living Word. Another youthful temptation that you got to be careful about and flee. And that is just getting advice from people that are your pals and your buddies. I'm not saying they won't sometimes give you good advice, but a lot of times they won't give you good advice. You ask them advice about whether they should submit to their parents or hide behind their back something, you know, and because your, your, your buddies might be doing the same thing, and so what are they going to tell you to do? They're going to tell you how to hide it from your parents better. No, no, no. You want to be a noble vessel, useful to the master? Then you find a godly Christian man, a godly Christian woman, and when you need advice... You go and say, I got this decision I make. I got this thing, and I I need some help. Could you help me? Would you not only pray for me? Do you have any advice for me? That's a wise thing. That's why I don't believe as a pastor, groups in the church should be so divided that you're never around people that are not your peers. Let me read you something real quick. Titus chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. Titus chapter 2, you must teach what's in accord with sound doctrine. Teach the older men to be temperate, worthy of respect, self-control, sound in faith, in love and endurance. Likewise, teach the older women to be reverent in the way they live, not to be slanderers or addicted to much wine, but to teach what is good. Then they can train the younger women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home, to be kind and be subject to their husbands so that no one will malign the word of God. Similarly, encourage the young men to be self-controlled and everything set them an example by doing what is good. Now, I wouldn't put a rule to make it happen, but I love life groups that have different ages. I love life groups that have single people that are younger, that have married couples, that have older people, that have... Uh, widows and widowers, and there's such a godly thing that happens in that kind of group because you're able to watch, observe, and be around people that are not your peers. And that's one of the natural ways that older saints train younger saints, just by their example, just by life. 
Well, there's one more I want to share. Actually, two more. I think this is number five. I have taught so many times since Thursday, I don't even know. What day is it? (laughs) So watch out that you don't separate yourself from wise counsel. Look to men and women that are older and been down the road longer, including your mom or dad. There's a fifth one that's a youthful temptation, and this one, this one, this is the one where, where the kid can't wait to get out of the home. Because now they can go where they want to go and stay up as long as they want to, and they can call the shots and don't have to be uh, in submission to mom or dad, and they can do what they want to do now. That's what the prodigal wanted. And it's interesting, the prodigal, it was the younger son that said, give me my inheritance, and he went off and blew it all. But if you're a Christian now, listen, if you're a Christian, even when you're out from under mom and dad, you're not to be independent. Independence for the Christian, that's not biblical at all. Because God always has authority, godly authority, especially in the church. You always have pastors and elders, whether you're independent from mom or dad or not. So be careful for that youthful desire to just call the shots and be on your own, and now I'm going to go where I want to go and do what I want to do. But if you're a Christian, what does the Lord want you to do? Then there's one more. (laughs) One more Pretty obvious one. When all of a sudden puberty happens and all of a sudden you get this desire that you wanted to stay away from the girls when you were just a little kid, you know, you want to hang around with the girls, you want to hang around with the boys. Now all of a sudden, you don't want to just hang around with the girls. You kind of like to touch one. And you have a natural, God-given desire, a sexual desire. God put that there. That's from God. But now, because it's our character that needs to be changed, not God's character, and God wants us to make him like himself, us like him, and guess what he is? He's pure. You want to be a vessel of honor? You better flee sexual sin. You better flee sexual temptation. Flee. You know, it's gotten real quiet on this point every single service. I'm amazed, saddened grieved. And I don't have a perfect track record even as a Christian, you know, because it's such a struggle. Sexual purity. You, and you think marriage is going to solve that. Listen, I'm a happily married man, and I still have to flee youthful temptation in regard to sexual sin every day. Flee. But I, I, I'm so sad, and there's so much sexual immorality in the church. You know, again, in a crowd uh, this size, there's probably not only some weeds Uh, There's maybe some true saints. Maybe you're really born again. But if you're really born again, how can you live in that sexual immorality? How can you live with that person uh, that's not biblically your husband and not biblically your wife? You really ought to examine your heart. Do you really have you really been born again? And if you are born again, your conscience—you've defiled your conscience, and you've defiled that person, and you're sinning against that person, and you're sinning against God. You talk about an ignoble vessel, a vessel of dishonor. When you get involved sexually with someone that's not biblically your husband and not biblically your wife, whether you're living with them or you're just hanging out with them and and sleeping with them every now and then or however often you do it. Once you start, it usually happens quite a bit. Very hard to stop once you start. Boy, it's quiet, isn't it? But God's speaking to you? Come on. Maybe you're not involved with somebody physically. Maybe it's not a a, a real relationship. But listen, pornography, especially among men, is ruining men. 
is ruined. There's somebody in this room right now, maybe probably more than one, and pornography. You may be a married person. You may be married, and yet you're involved in pornography. Listen, it'll destroy you. It'll destroy you. It'll destroy you. And that's one sin. That's one sin that I've seen so many times. I, I don't see guys really getting free from it and staying free from it if they keep it just between them and the Lord. You've got to tell somebody you trust and somebody you love. You tell another brother. You tell a pastor. You tell an elder. Say, I've got a problem. I need help. I need to be free from this. And that confession will be your initial, initial freeing and loosing the chains because it is a chain. It locks you in. And you can say, I don't want to do it again. I'm not going to do it again. And then you're doing it again. You better go to somebody and confess it. And I would do that with any sexual sin. Get free. Get free. Get clean. Get clean. Come on, man. Don't you want to be clean? Pure before the Lord. Noble vessel. One that he can use. And you honor him because of your commitment. So you flee these youthful things. And then the last part, and this is where we close. You pursue. What do I pursue now? Now that I said no to those things and no to whatever it is that is a youthful longing, youthful desire, no matter what my age, and then I pursue righteousness. Righteousness is just doing what's right based on this book. I'm going to stop doing what's wrong and I'm going to start doing what's right with the help of God, with the help of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to start living right instead of wrong. And I pursue faith. 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 What is faith? Faith is seeing what is unseen and living life in regard to that. In other words, you're not living for just this world. You see by faith the world that as a kingdom in heaven that will one day come to this earth. And you live for that kingdom here and now. And you pursue love. Love. Love, it's, it's God's love. I pursue love, which means I'm not just living for myself if I'm loving as God loves, for God so loved the world that he gave. So I'm giving, not just taking. And then I pursue peace. Peace, it means as far as it depends on me, as far as it depends on me, I live at peace. I, I'm not just arguing and in conflict all the time. And if I fail there, I humble myself and get back and have peace. And peace with others and also peace with God. And have the peace of God. My conscience is clear. And I say, Lord, I, I'm yours and I want you to use me and I want to be an honorable vessel. And boy, that's, that's a life of peace there. So what is it God said to you? There's a lot to learn from the Apostle Paul's second letter to Timothy. This book was written with great purpose as one of God's passionate evangelists neared the end of his life. We hope that you've learned along with Timothy what it means to continue serving God, no matter your circumstances and life stage. Here at The Living Word, we'd like to pray for you as you continue to run this race of life. Would you send a quick email to us and let us know how we can do that for you? You can reach us at info at ccfstpete.church. That's info at ccfstpete.church. If you'd like to listen to more messages from 2 Timothy or explore other teachings Pastor Danny Hodges has shared, you can do so by visiting our website, ccfstpete.church.
pete.church. We'd also like to encourage you to find and dive into a local church fellowship if you haven't already. Being part of a church community is important to your growth in your relationship with the Lord, as well as a place that you can find and give support for each day of your journey here on earth. Are you in the St. Petersburg area? We'd love to have you come join us at Calvary Chapel Fellowship. We meet each Saturday at 6 p.m. and again on Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Find out more about Calvary Chapel Fellowship at our website. If you can't join us in person, we do offer a live stream of our weekend services. Just visit ccfstpete.church and click on the link in the menu. Thanks for tuning in today to The Living Word.